friends, and welcome to the Kentucky Crew Podcast. This week, we'll be hearing from our very own Lee McMains as he continues in our series, Friends, and discusses how Jesus is deserving of our loyalty because he is our perfectly loyal friend. All right. What's up, y'all? If you didn't already know, my name's Lee. (laughs) Uh, I'm just laughing because Eric and Aiden are sitting in the front. and. Anyways, yeah, so I, I work here with crew at the University of Kentucky, also at Transylvania University. Where are my transy people at? Emily, Mara, all right. <laughs> yeah, so tonight I'll be wrapping up our series going through friendship and looking at what biblical friendship looks like. And so uh, before we get started, I got to show you a picture of one of my most loyal and best friends. Some pictures, actually. Um isn't he cute? This is my parents' dog. I don't actually own him, which is really sad. But his name is Scooter. But I was there when we got him, and I rode with him in my lap all the way home. And so we uh, formed this bond. And that's just something goofy to share about being friends and uh, dogs are loyal companions. And so tonight we're talking about real friendship is loyal. And so I'll be sharing with you all more pictures of some of my friends uh, growing up and throughout my life. So you get to know me a little bit more, get to know my friends a little bit more. Um, but hopefully the goal like, of tonight is that we'll understand more about loyal friendship, but really that we'll see uh, Jesus is worthy of our loyalty because he is our perfectly loyal friend. And so I'll pray, and then we'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, yeah, dear Jesus, thank you for tonight. Thank you that I just get to hang out with my friends and learn more uh, about you with them. I uh, pray that you to uh, teach them through me. Uh, I pray that I'd be loyal to you as I speak, and that we learn how to be loyal to you. And so, uh, yeah, thank you for tonight. Praise you, Amen. Amen. All right. So we're looking at the biblical connections we've all been created for, and I think what comes with that is the fact that we're created for these friendships, but we're created for loyal friendships. And I think we want loyal friendships, but we also want to be a loyal friend. I think we all desire friendship and desire to love and be loved, and so that happens in the context of loyal friendship. And so what does it actually mean to be loyal? What is loyalty? Uh, To be loyal is unswerving in allegiance or devotion to someone, could be something, right? Um, And so we're just going to talk a little bit about loyalty and what that creates in friendship. And so loyalty creates lasting, intimate friendship because loyal friendship is a shared commitment. And so it's a maybe a group of people or one or two, like two people or more, right, who say, hey, I'm committed to you. I want to be your friend. I'm going to be loyal to you. And so what happens in that commitment is there's security. There's trust that's built. There's able to be vulnerability because you're not going to leave. You said, I'm here. I'm with you. And I'm for you. You can be your authentic self. You can belong. You can fight and even have arguments, get mad at each other. Uh, and there's endurance, there's forgiveness, and you build trust with one another. So if you look at those verses in Proverbs, it says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And then one who has unreliable friends comes, soon comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to share a little bit about friendship in my life. And so Uh, If you don't know, I'm a triplet, and so uh, I have the blessing and joy of, like, always having had two best friends in my life. And so, yeah, there we are. Um, 
if, if you can guess which one is me, then I don't know. But uh, so I'll show you, I'll, I'll tell you who is who later when, when you see some older pictures of my brothers. But I'm the one in the middle with the weird eyes and the hands. If, so, um, but Meyer is the oldest, and then Graham is the middle, and then I was the runt. And so I don't really hold it against them. They tried to kill me in the womb, but I ended up being the first one to walk, the first one to be potty trained. I'm definitely the most athletic, so that doesn't bother me. Um, anyway, so we, yeah, we, we created this bond as we grew up. And to me, it was just normal. Like, I don't really know how to explain what it's like to be a triplet, to be honest. Um, but it's just like we're, we're always, we were always together. We always had a best friend. Uh, and I didn't really probably realize that that's not true for most people growing up. Uh, and that maybe people wanted friends and didn't have friends. And so we weren't perfect. We didn't always get along. Definitely got annoyed at them. Uh, I had anger issues when I was little, so I would often hit them and they'd get mad at me. But we always knew we were there for each other. We always knew uh, we could rely on each other. And we knew we loved each other and even told each other that we loved each other. And so, um, yeah, as we got older, you know, we had opportunity to, to invite others into our, our friendship and for others to invite us into friendship with them. And so, um, yeah, we met our friend named uh, Caleb, and he's been my best friend since I was five years old. And so, yeah, here we go. Caleb's on the left, then there's Graham, and there's Meyer. And so then there's us with uh, some lady's pet iguana, kind of weird. But so I was talking to Caleb, and the way he remembers this story is we come bursting into church. We had just moved uh, from Lexington, Kentucky to Nashville, Tennessee, and we, we come bursting into the gym at church through the double doors. And it's me, Graham, and Meyer all at once. And we're, you know, kind of similar looking, more so when we were younger. And Caleb said, this is what he told me. I asked him today, I was like, what was that experience like? I was like, I know you've shared that story multiple times with me. And he was like, yeah, you know, I saw these three little guys walking into the gym together. And he was like, I was kind of scared. But at that moment, I knew I had to be best friends with him. And he was like, not only because I wanted friends, but also because if I ever had to go into battle, I would have an army with me. <laughs> and he shares that story all the time uh, with other people we meet. But um, yeah, so we invite him into being friends with us. And, uh, you know, we were five years old when we met him. And so I've known Caleb my entire life. And, uh, you know, we are goofy. We played Pokemon, loved Pokemon. Uh, we rode scooters, bikes, skateboards, played sports outside. Uh, we played a lot of video games. And so naturally, we just, this bond was just created, uh, created between us. And like, we had to actually call each other on the phone and be like, hey, can Caleb come over to play? Um, we'd have tons of sleepovers. And so, so yeah, uh, we began to grow in you know, the, kind of some, of, some of these things of uh, lasting and intimate friendship. Um, and then eventually, another guy comes into our life. His name's Jimmy Joe. He's super goofy. Uh, yeah, he's the one on the far right. And then our youth pastor was there. And so we, we grow up, and we start uh, becoming better and better friends. But our friendship isn't just uh, built on friendship for friendship's sake. Because along the way, through elementary school, as we're all being friends, uh, we each individually decided to walk with Jesus at some point. And so... Uh, loyalty and friendship is great, but not just for friendship's sake. And so loyalty and, and friendship creates meaningful and intentional friendship because loyal friendship is purposeful and transformational. 
And so, yeah, we keep uh, growing together, and we go to church, we go to church camp, all these things, and we start pointing each other to the Lord. And it's real messy, and it's real hard, because we don't really know how to walk with Jesus very well, going to be honest, uh, in high school and even into college, um, as I'm hanging out with some of these guys. But as we're uh, walking in loyalty with one another, with Jesus, things start to change in your heart and in your life. Uh, you start to care deeper for one another. You start to pursue holiness with each other. You start to, you know, call things out in people's life. And we didn't always do those things very well, but we knew that we wanted to know Jesus and wanted to walk with him deeper. And so we started sharing more of our struggles with each other. Um, and really, that actually so that actually started to happen more um, after our sophomore year of college, uh, after our friend Jimmy Joe actually died. And so that brought us even closer together. And intimacy and love and care for one another, but also just like realizing, hey, like we need the Lord. We don't even know really how to grieve well together. Uh, we got to share our struggles with each other. And so those friendships continue to develop. And it, it was really important. And I, I don't really, it was really important that I chose those friends. And God used those friends to shape me in my life. Uh, those verses in Proverbs say, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And really, when I was growing up, I didn't realize, hey, like, this is such a gift from the Lord that I actually have friends who are walking with Jesus because in some ways I just thought it was normal until uh, I experienced different friendships in high school and college. But yeah, so anyways, those friendships are going to transform your life, but also others' lives. And so uh, before Jimmy Joe passed away, we actually, uh, I had another friend named Mikey who wasn't a believer. But freshman year, he, uh, yeah, there's probably a picture of Mikey. Mikey's on the far left. Um, so Mikey, this is like one of my favorite stories. Uh, we randomly get placed to room with Mikey freshman year of college. It wasn't even our choice. I knew Mikey in high school, played hockey with him. Uh, but we get placed to, to room with him. It was definitely the Lord. And so me and Graham are living with him, become best friends with Mikey. And then sophomore year, uh, Caleb comes, and we're all roommates. But as this friendship's developing, me and Graham and Caleb would visit freshman year, we'd start to talk to Jesus or talk to Mikey a little bit more and more about Jesus. And one of his friends kind of ditched him and, and like pursued other things in, in college. And so we really just became best friends. And uh, sophomore year, we, me, Graham, and Caleb really decided, hey, like, we really want to walk with Jesus more and more in, intentionally. And so um, we invite Mikey into that. We started going to crew. We didn't really go to campus ministry very much freshman year. And then, so we bring Mikey with us. We keep talking about conversation, like conversation after career, like what we're learning, things like that. Anyways, um, so Mikey ends up talking with a staff guy who shares the gospel with him, and Mikey decides to follow Jesus. And so he get, he's getting baptized, and the thing that he says, uh, well, Jason, the staff guy, is baptizing him and says the reason Mikey wanted to follow Jesus is because of how well his friends loved him. And so I just, like, kind of lose it, and I'm like, gosh, that's amazing. Like, I didn't even know that that meant so much to you. And so, um, so yeah, uh, John, Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone would know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so I didn't even realize, I just loved Mikey and cared for him, wanted him to know Jesus. I didn't realize that I was really 
honestly, being that intentional uh, to even live this out. I probably didn't even know the, this verse at that time, to be honest. Um, but uh, I think it was meaningful to Mikey to be invited into that love, to be invited into that friendship and to experience, not just to see it from the outside. And so the story actually continues, and my little brother starts asking questions. What is this decision Mikey made? Why did he want to follow Jesus? And so a week later, my little brother actually decides to follow Jesus too. And so he starts creating more of these friendships in his life, and he starts bringing his friend Carson to church. And his friend Carson decides to follow Jesus. And so now, this is my little brother. He's actually 17 now, so he looks a lot different than that picture. But um, anyways, so now they have a whole friend of guys who are all following Jesus, and they have friends that they eat lunch with at school who aren't believers. I was literally just talking to my little brother the other day. He was telling me about this friend who's a Muslim, and they just hang out with him. And I was like, man, that's amazing. And so they talk about Jesus some too. And so they're all crazy and goofy, just like we were, we were growing up. As, and they're over at my parents' house sometimes when I'm there, and it's crazy. But anyways, I share all those things because uh, it shows what the Lord can do in your friendships, even with a little bit of loyalty that you, you show him and that you give him. And really the gift that he is to be loyal to you and to provide loyal friendships in your life. And it can be transformational in your life and others' lives and in the world. And so, um, but yeah, uh, learning more about loyalty. Loyalty creates loyal friendships. And so if you want loyal friendship, you have to be a loyal friend. And so I don't tell all those stories to be like, man, look at all the loyal friendships I have. Look at all how loyal of a friend I am. I actually, as I was writing this and remembering like these friendships and memories, I was like, gosh, like, man, people have really been a loyal friend to me. And that's, like, made me want to be more of a loyal friend to them. So two of the people in my life currently who are, like, my best friends and I would say are loyal to me and are loyal friends are Jack and Jacob. And so those things that I was just talking about, loyalty, creating intimacy, friendship, commitment, that's uh, meaningful, intentional, it's purposeful, right? It took me, like, forever to learn those things growing up. And I'm still learning them. But I live those things out more fully because of these two guys being in my life and because of the relationships God has provided me in the past to help prepare me for friendships in my life right now. And so, um, yeah, I share that with y'all too to think about, hey, who can, who can you come around right now in your life to be a loyal friend to who might need it? Because we can either sit and wait for people to be loyal and to be friends with us, or we can go out and be loyal and be friends to others. And so, uh, but I was wrestling with this as I was writing this talk. I was like, man, I don't really always feel like I'm a very loyal friend. I don't really even feel like I'm very loyal to Jesus a lot of the time. And so uh, there's this first Proverbs 3, 3 that says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so I think he's talking about heart change. It's like, I can't just be loyal myself. I need my heart to change to become loyal. And then Proverbs 26 says, many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. And so it's not that we necessarily aren't loyal, but we're not loyal because we hop from thing to thing or person to person a lot of time in our loyalty and maybe say it's loyalty. But it's because we're loving the wrong things and we're loyal to the wrong things. And so... We are loyal to that which we love. 
So my question for you is, what are you loyal to? What do you love? Because that is what you will be devoted to. Matthew 6 says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And then in James it says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So really, the problem is our hearts. The problem is that we don't love God. The problem is we aren't loyal to God. And we've given ourselves over to other lovers. Other lovers that don't even love us back, that aren't even loyal to us. And what we need is our hearts to be transformed so that we can be loyal. And so the way our hearts hearts are transformed is through Jesus and his friendship. So loyal friendship creates loyalty. So I have that backwards this time. But as we experience loyal friendship with Jesus, he creates loyalty in our hearts. And as we experience loyal friendship with Jesus and each other, we become the loyal friends God is creating us to be. And so the way I experience this in my life a lot of the time is on our staff team. Like we share every week how we're doing, how we're walking with the Lord, and we're not even always the most loyal and best friends, going to be honest because we're messy and we're sinful, just like y'all. But we get to live out those friendships in the context of the friendship with with Jesus, who is most loyal. And so the greatest example you can probably find of that is with the disciples. Jesus' friendship with the disciples created loyalty to him in their life, because they got to spend time with him, and they realized, man, this guy is worth following. This guy is loyal to me, but not only to me, but to his Father in heaven. And so Jesus is our perfectly loyal friend. And he shows this on the cross. And he really changes our hearts to be loyal on the cross because he dies for us because he was considered disloyal to God so that we might be considered loyal to God. So he's our perfectly loyal friend, and he says, And John 15 is talking to the disciples. He says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. So Jesus dies for his friends willingly dies, lays down his life for his friends. See, Jesus was perfectly loyal to the Father and perfectly loyal to his friends because he loves his friends. He lays down his life. If we are Jesus' friends, his promise is, I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you always to the end of the age. And so it's a commitment he's made to us. But that commitment is only to those who are friends to him. So if you know Jesus and you're his friend, that's his promise, that is is his commitment to you. If you don't know Jesus, he wants that to be the commitment for you. And so, um, but I would say that Jesus is worth your loyalty, right? And so John 13, Jesus says, or scripture says, he's talking, talking about the disciples, but Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And so he, he spent all this time with, these, with the disciples, and he's their friend, and they've chosen to follow him. 
But not all of them. One of them, Judas, decides not to be loyal to Jesus. He actually decides to betray Jesus. But Jesus, knowing that, continues to love him to the very end and give him every opportunity to choose loyalty to him. So Jesus died for all of us. He loves all of us, right? God's love is for all mankind, but God's loyalty is only for those who respond in loyalty to Jesus. And so Jesus offers his loyalty. And so there's a list of all these people that Jesus interacts with. And there's a lot of people Jesus interacts with. There's a lot of people he wants to be friends with, and he wants and is extending his loyalty to. He loves these people. He interacts with them, right? If you look down the list, it's like, man, that's crazy that there's all these different people Jesus interacts with. And he oftentimes gets judged for interacting with these people. But I wonder if you were to look at that list, maybe which person do you identify with the most? Or where do you feel in your life maybe Jesus can't love you? See, love is a risk. And... It's fearful, but Jesus is loyal, and he wants us to be loyal to him. So maybe you feel like, man, if people knew me or if Jesus knew me, he wouldn't really, he wouldn't love me. Maybe you're fearful of rejection, but Jesus is offering loyalty and friendship with you. And so uh, there's a call to loyalty because of that choice. Through the cross, Jesus invites Sinners, that whole list of people, they're all sinners in the need of a Savior. He invites us to be friends with him and follow him and be loyal to him. And so he says in Luke 9, 23, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So Jesus has proved himself faithful and worthy of our loyalty. And he wants us to give our loyalty back to him. Loyalty to Jesus is really just surrender to Jesus. It's saying, Jesus... I want you to love me. I need you to love me. I can't be loyal on my own. I need your help. And taking up your cross means your loyalty is not in yourself or in the things of this world, but it's in Jesus. And so you're declaring by faith your loyalty and allegiance to him. So will you follow him and become the loyal friend he wants you to be? Let's pray. Uh, Dear Jesus, Thank you that you're our perfectly loyal friend. Thank you that you died for us. Thank you that you love us. I pray that if we don't know you, we haven't given our loyalty to you, that we would because you're worthy of our loyalty. And you showed it in your death. And so, yeah, I pray that you would make my heart more loyal to you, that you would make our hearts more loyal to you, so that we can have hearts that are also more loyal to one another and loyal to your purposes and your mission here on earth. And so we thank you that you're loyal to us and that eventually we will get to experience your love and your loyalty fully in heaven. So praise things in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Kentucky Crew podcast. Crew is a family captivated by the joy of knowing Christ, united under the call to make him known. We keep our feet firmly planted in Kentucky and our eyes on the world. Follow us at at UK Crew on Instagram to learn more.